Hello and welcome to another APW Property podcast series. Uh, today is a City Watch episode and we'll be sneaking a peek, uh, taking a butcher's and having a gander at Ipswich. Joining me today, eyeing up this East of England town, are Callum. Hi, Callum. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, and uh, Ben, you're joining us again today. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, well, let's start, as always, by finding out where Ipswich is. Uh, ben, why don't you tell us? Yeah, sure. So it is 67 miles to the northeast of London in East Anglia, uh, specifically the county of Suffolk. It is 9.9 miles, miles from the mouth of the River Orwell and the North Sea. Okay. Uh, and uh, Callum, perhaps you could tell us why Ipswich? Exciting, growing town. Uh, came onto the investor radar recently as an opportunity. Um, why we're talking about it, because we've had a, a good quality, small, we call it boutique development when it, when it's under a certain amount of units that's um, become, come on our radar there. I mean, I think some of the key points for Ipswich is, firstly, the location within the town. You know, you're just around the corner from the marina. Uh, secondly, you know, it's very commutable to uh, to London. I think it's just under an hour into London from uh, from Ipswich, which is actually less than some London outer boroughs at a price point that you would probably get a you know a pool size table room for in London. So uh, you sort of got all those things that go in its favour. And I would say, I guess overall, you know, we talk about satellite towns and uh, other podcasts talk about the ripple effect. And this would be one of those locations. You know, it's a ripple out effect of growth in London where you can get good value, good yield at a fraction of the price of London. Yes, I came across an investment website published last year which identified three places to invest, uh, Thanet, Bristol and Ipswich. And uh, they had this to say about Ipswich. Uh, Located in Suffolk, Ipswich is a thriving hub in the east of England. The local economy is focused around manufacturing and services and is among the fastest growing cities with an economic growth of 1.6 year on year and it's creating local job opportunities. The county town has a growing population of 137,000, but the population is forecast to rise to 146,000 by 2028, which shows that the demand for housing is on the rise. Despite its proximity to the countryside and the coast, Ipswich also benefits from excellent connectivity with the fastest train only 57 minutes to Liverpool Street Station. Ongoing regeneration projects such as Ipswich Waterfront and the new University of Suffolk campus are also contributing to the town being an appealing property investment opportunity. Uh, so that's the waterfront that you're mentioning there. That's presumably where your development is uh, or this development you're connected to is. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, it's not far from, from there at all, you know. So that's one of the, I would say, yeah, the key points. It's that connectivity. It's a sort of the lifestyle play and factor that you get with being so close to a marina. And yeah, as you say, 57 minutes to, to Liverpool, but also with great train links to, to Cambridge as well, which, you know, as we've discussed in previous episodes is a, you know, is a great place to be buying with the likes of AstraZeneca and the med tech that's going on there. So you've got some far more expensive areas within a commutable distance, which is of course is, is what makes a commuter town a good place to buy. Okay, well, let's kick off with some fun facts about Ipswich before we dive into some of that uh, nitty-gritty detail. Okay, well, I'm just going to go in uh, with with this one. Ralph Fiennes was born in Ipswich. Uh, He's had a stellar career, the Grand Hotel in Budapest, uh, Schindler's List, the Constant Gardener, and, of course, the part that must not be named. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. And... uh, 
I was lucky enough to perform on stage with him in uh, Julius Caesar. Uh, we toured and went for the Barbican, Luxembourg, Paris and Madrid. Uh, so that was very exciting. Interesting. Um, they, say, they say you should never meet your heroes. Was he okay. a nice man or? Yeah, yeah. Very nice and very dedicated. Um, and we, ha- we all had a lovely time touring. Uh, it was a good production. We had a big crowd on stage. Uh, there were 100 people uh, being the crowd, uh, all taken from local towns. That's cool. So, I'm going to say Sudbury-born artist Thomas Gainsborough moved to Ipswich in the mid-18th century. While living in the town, he earned a living through portraiture, but he also created the landscape of the reservoirs at Hollywell Park. Nice. And to move it on to sort of sports, um, two successful England's football managers, Alf Ramsey and Bobby Robson, have both managed the local football team, Ipswich Town FC. Oh, well, that's so your route to the top if you're a football manager. Go and, go and work in Ipswich. Well, I'm pretty sure Ben was quite big into playing football manager um, <laughs> back in the day, and I don't think he ever went with Ipswich. I always went with Newport County. But uh, here's a fun one. The world's first commercially available powered lawnmower was built in Ipswich, produced in 1902 by agricultural machinery manufacturer Ransoms, Sims and Jeffries. The machine was driven by an internal combustion engine. Amazing. I think we should probably do a special uh, podcast just on that, lawnmower. (laughs) Watch watch our listenership uh, go through the roof. Yeah. So Cardinal Thomas Wolsey, going back to more um, serious uh, matters, he was born in Ipswich in 1475 and he started his education at Ipswich School before moving to Oxford's Magdalen College School and then to Magdalen College, Oxford. And he was famed as King Henry VIII's right-hand man. Wolsey rose through the church's rank to become Archbishop of York in 1514 and then a cardinal a year later. Impressive. And to fight... To finish it off, St. Lawrence Church in Ipswich houses the oldest circle of church bells in the world. Known locally as Wolsey's Bells, they were yeah. cast... You have to be careful how you say that. Wolsey's oh. Bells, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, certainly, Paul. They were cast in the 15th century, meaning this sonorous chimes would have been heard by the young cardinal himself. Okay, well, let's put some of those into a bit of historical context as we find out a little bit more about Ipswich, or Jippiswick, as it was known back in the 600s, which comes from the name of the river Jipping and the word wick, which means dwelling place, if you're an Anglo-Saxon. Some Frisian potters from the Netherlands settled by the river in 700 AD and trade across the sea with the continent allowed the town to expand northwards into the area now known as the Butter Market and Arras Square. Uh, the sea brought in the Vikings, a bit of a bundle, as similar history to a lot of other towns, uh, and then the Dane rule. Uh, the Anglo-Saxons kicked out the Vikings in 917, and then by 1086 and the Doomsday Book, Ipswich shows a population of around 2,000. Uh, they get an Augustinian priory in 1177 on the site, which is now occupied by Christchurch Mansion, uh, Ipswich's very own Tudor brick mansion house built by the local ed- merchant Edmund Withypool. Um, or Withypole. Uh, it's now a museum proudly displaying over 500 years of history. That's Christchurch Mansion. Uh, the town received a royal charter from King John in 1200 and prospers exporting wool from the surrounding Suffolk wool towns such as Lavenham. Uh, by 1600, the town's population has hit 4,000, but the wool and cloth trade is in decline. Uh, some Huguenots settle in the town in the 1600s, but also a lot of Ipswich folk settle in America in a new Ipswich in Essex County in Massachusetts. 
by 1800, the population has grown to 11,000, and the port booms as shipbuilding, leather, malting, and brewing flourish, so that the population triples in just 50 years to 33,000 by 1850. In the next 50 years, the town gets some sewers, a town hall, a newspaper, uh, the Ipswich Star, and it gets gifted Christchurch Park by a wealthy local brewer, Felix Cobbold. Also in the 19th century, coprolite was discovered. Do either of you know what coprolite is? Um, No, I've got to say, not the foggiest. I'm glad, because I'd worry if you did. It's fossilised animal dung. It became the basis of Fison's fertiliser business after they mined the coprolite and dissolved it in acid. The population hit 66,000 by 1900, and people travel about in electric trams and trolleybuses. But the electric trams stop in 1926. A Zeppelin raid kills one person in the First World War, and the port suffers a bit in Second World War uh, from bomb damage. In the 1960s, uh, Ipswich gets a transport museum with old trolleybuses and trams. In the 70s, it gets the Willis Building, Britain's youngest Grade 1 listed building, designed by star architect Norman Foster. And the population hits 123,000 in 1971. In the 80s, it gets the Orwell Bridge and the Tower Remparts Shopping Centre, which is now the Sailmakers Shopping Centre. And in the 90s, it gets the Buttermark Shopping Centre. And it's twinned, the town is twinned with Arras, which lends its name to Arras Square, which we mentioned earlier. Um, Then as we move into this century, there is building boom on the former industrial sites in the area now known as Ipswich Waterfront. And it has the University of Suffolk campus and some high-rise buildings such as Regatta Quay and Cranfield Mill. Uh, let's do some PIE, P-I-E, Population Infrastructure and Employment. Um, population, Ben, do you want to take us through that? Yeah, sure. So between the last two censuses, the population of Ipswich increased by 4.7% from just under 133,400 in 2011 to around 139,600 in 2021. Now, vabs.com puts the current population at around 140,000. And on the council website, they claim a catchment area population of 310,000. So if you're looking at the population growth rate, it's around 2.67%. It's higher than England's current population growth rate of 0.33%. Now, Ipswich is the 24th non-metropolitan district in England uh, when ordered by the population growth rate. So the east of England cities are performing well against public priorities for growth, according to the latest annual Demos PWC Good Growth for Cities Index with Norwich, Luton, Ipswich and Cambridge, which was previously mentioned, holding places in the top 20 cities. And the Population is forecast to grow up to 146,000 by 2028. Okay, and almost 60% of that working age population are in full-time employment uh, and almost 20% retired, according to ONS data. Uh, Student population, what's, what's going on there? Mm, yeah, good question. It's always, uh, you know, something we look at is students in an area and, uh, you know, to take that further, always try and look at student retention in an area because if you have a good quality university and a good quality of life, a lot of students will stay. You know, Birmingham, for example, it's 62% retention. So, you know, a lot of those students are staying there and wanting one or two of their places to rent. So, students and student retention is something we look at. Uh, the University of Suffolk's main campus is on the Ipswich waterfront, has 15,000 students. 
though some of these are attending the partner college in Lower Soft uh, and Great Yarmouth. So one estimate's at around 10,000 uh, between undergrads and post, up to 15,000. Okay. Uh, well, I'll pick up on the infrastructure, which kind of means how do people get in and out of Ipswich, how close to big employment centres it, is it, and so on. Uh, so you've got the port of Ipswich itself, which is handling 2 million tonnes of cargo annually, uh, but also not far away is the port of Felixstowe, which is one of the busiest container ports in Europe. Ipswich has good train links to Norwich and Cambridge and Liverpool Street Station in London, uh, which is right next to the city of London. So that's just under an hour away. So yes, like you said earlier, a good commuter town. Uh, the A12 drops you into East London, going through Colchester and Chelmsford on the way. Lowestoft is further up the East Anglian coast. Stansted Airport is about an hour and a half drive away. And South End Airport is less than two hours away. Alderborough and Southwold and the Suffolk coast are right on the doorstep. Uh, so, yes, a very pretty town that's had an amazing amount of regeneration in the, in the last 20 years. I- employment? Well, uh, you know, where do we start? Ipswich Revival has led to an uptick in tourism, with the revived waterfront a popular destination, as we've mentioned. Plenty of good theatre in Ipswich with the new Wolsey Theatre. Regent Theatre has refurbishment plans, so that's two. The traditional industries were agriculture and textiles, uh, while today there's light manufacturing and services, including financial services, transport and logistics, as we've just mentioned with the Felixstowe port. Uh, Health service, another big employer, so good quality uh, tenants there, followed by finance and insurance. As an example, AXA employs uh, about a 1,000 people in its offices in the town. The Adestral Park Tech Cluster has around 100 companies, and BT has a large presence at the Martlesham Health Research Centre, and it has done for the past 50 years, which is set to continue, you know, despite the uh, reports in the BBC uh, talking about cutbacks. Uh, Trebor Developments and Hillwood have just bought an eight-acre site at the Eastern Gateway, uh, which they want to develop uh, so new businesses can join the likes of Amazon and La Doria at the site, describing it, Ipswich as a key industrial and logistics hub for the east of England. Okay, yes. Yeah. So uh, there's plenty of different and varied and diverse opportunities for employment in Ipswich. Uh, fun fact, Ipswich had a mean average salary for full-time employees of 37999 in 2022. Isn't it amazing what you can learn from the internet? Uh, full disclosure, I haven't checked that fact from three independent sources. Uh, so... Let's take a final look at why Ipswich is a popular investment location. Uh, property prices. Yeah, sorry. And just before we go into that, I think, mate, the you know average salary is always interesting to look at. I think that average salary there, you know, even though you haven't looked at it from three independent sources, is above the, uh, the UK average. And it's surprising where you can find uh, salaries that are above the UK average. Uh, Derby, for example, has one of the UK's highest salaries outside of London because of the quality of employer that's there. Uh, so when you're looking at these centres, you know, although you may not be familiar with the town or the region, you can often have higher average salaries because of the employers that are employing there, which is obviously a good thing because the property prices are lower, so the rent's a little bit lower. So you know you're going to get a good quality tenant that's not got any problems uh, paying their rent. You know, And in some instances, you, you can often get a corporate let as well where these big corporations are operating. So that's an important fact to think about, I think. But back to property prices... Uh, around Ipswich in the east of England, property is relatively expensive. Average property prices in Suffolk over the past 12 months, according to Zoopla, uh, just under £350,000. And the average property price in Ipswich 
is just over 265. Uh, so if Switch itself offers good value and to sort of give you a comparison, the development we were talking about earlier with this sort of boutique smaller scale property, you know, you're looking at prices at uh, 150 to, you know, 190 there. So it's below the average, which is why you're getting a higher yield. Uh, so yeah, it's good value. Um, and in Ipswich itself, below the national average, uh, but also below the surrounding areas. Um, yeah, where's popular? The waterfront district is a popular place to look, which is the whole sort of marina area. Just going back to that um, uh, Ipswich offering good value, um, uh, no, about being below the national average and below the surrounding areas. I remember when I first uh, bought a flat, uh, obviously I was in London and I wanted to live in the most expensive areas like Kensington and Chelsea. Uh, and I couldn't afford those. Uh, so you then go and look in the surrounding areas you, and you just look for where represents really good value with having very, very good housing stock and being cheaper than it should be. And that was the start of my property journey, buying in uh, Battersea, uh, which then later became known as South Chelsea. So it is that's why Ipswich is a popular idea because it's probably just been under the radar. It might have been discovered uh, in the last five years because there's been that property boom. But that's why you pick a, a city and why you look for that sort of value that you can find in pockets all over England yeah, and Scotland well, and Wales. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. You know, you look at, okay, what are the regions outside of this core area that's doing really well that I would like to buy in, but I'm, I'm perhaps priced out of. And then you look at the transport that's going to get you from these more affordable uh, places into these city centres, which is why we always go on about the pie, you know. So... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good way of doing things, I think. And, you know, people want to experience living and working in those cities, but they don't necessarily want to pay the price or they, or they simply can't afford to. So, you know, as yeah, just to reiterate what you basically say, said, finding good quality locations at a better price point, uh, you know, is the way to go in a lot of instances. Well, let's have a quick look at some of the areas that you might want to look at in Ipswich. Um the waterfront dis district, that's what we've mentioned. That's a very popular place to look, and there's still um, redevelopment going on there. Uh, anywhere else? Christchurch Park comes recommended by local agents. Uh, Victoria, Victorian houses in a quiet area, not too far from the town centre, so you've got a good demographic of people wanting to rent and buy there. Bucklesham Road, large family houses with big gardens. Uh, similarly, uh, Belstead Road. Other places mentioned by local Newspaper as desirable areas to live are Rushmere Road and Tuddenham Road. Some great road names here. <laughs> um, students tend to like places within walking distance of the uni buildings on the waterfront uh, or close to the Ipswich Hospital on Heath Road. Okay, well, we'll probably take a, a, another look at Ipswich and the different neighbourhoods in a separate podcast. Uh, we'll find a, a local agent on the ground who can take us through what's available and what the different flavours of neighbourhood are. That's it for today. You can catch up with us again every Monday with a fresh episode posted online. Until then, it's goodbye from Callum Williamson. Goodbye, Paul. Uh, it's goodbye from Ben Lewis. Goodbye, Paul. And uh, goodbye from me. My name's Paul Shearer. Thanks too to Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio for producing. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.